So, Kev, who's your favorite person to talk to throughout the day? Um, probably my mom. Uh, she's uh, always telling me what to do and things like that. Um, so she has insights, but she's also funny. And uh, her complaints to me about people at her work are funny, but she also... <laughs> uh, <laughs> She also uh, is very intelligent. Like when I'm working, I'll be like, mom, I don't know what to do in this situation. She'll be like, oh, just do this or that. And give yeah. me that, that quick, no hesitation, quick uh, solution to things. Okay, nice. So I've invited Kevin here on the show. We're at Finding God, the podcast here. And our topic today is pretty obvious way to find God. And that's through prayer. And you might be afraid of it. You might have experienced it. You might say the Our Father as you fall asleep at night. But um, Kevin here, I'll have you introduce yourself in a minute. Thanks for answering that question, first of all, because I think that's a huge part of what prayer is for us. It's just conversation. So I've invited Kevin here to just have a conversation with me as we find um, God through our own prayer lives. And I know you have a great one, which is why I've asked you to be on the show, but can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, my name's Kevin Kozanewski. I am a youth minister and uh, currently also in school uh, for secondary education and work a full-time job uh, doing sales. Um, so always busy, always prayerful because I need help with all three of those, those things in my life. Uh, so that's, that's a little bit about me. That's all we need to know. But Kevin's awesome. Yeah. He is always working with teenagers and he just has that listening heart and he understands them and he's led retreats with them and encouraged them to prayer. But Kev, the number one thing that you've always just inspired me in my prayer life is to just be open and honest with God because your line, not mine, God's going to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> smack I'm you hard. And, then, and when you don't listen, he'll backhand you again if you don't listen, though. I just remember meeting Kevin and him saying that to me. And I'm like, yeah, I actually could use a good slapping. And like, I just never questioned it. It was that rude awakening. And every time I go to prayer now, I'm just like, I am being smacked. Like, <laughs> so eventually you're, you're going to save a line. It'll come out during the podcast, but I of mean, course. it will, it will. Cause it always does. And the way you say it, it's so amazing. It just blows, honestly. Um, but there's a lot of angles we could take with prayer, whether or not we actually believe it works, what its purpose is. So, I mean, I'll start the conversation off by saying I think prayer is perceived for a lot of people as trying to win something over from God, trying to get something from him, and then very sneakily, like even using it, um, just like in desperation. How do you feel about that, Kev? That's awesome. I think, uh, it certainly is a good source. Um, like I said, especially comparing it, like now looking at what you said at the beginning, like who do I talk through throughout the day? Mm -hmm. um, I thought you were asking like a person, but yeah, I do pray a lot. And the conversations I have with my mom are like similar to the conversations I have with God, except mm -hmm. he doesn't make fun of people. Well, not make fun of people. He doesn't <laughs> complain about people <laughs> like she does. But the conversations that I have with like, oh God, I need help. Like, oh mom, I need help with this. It's like, oh God, I need help, and he's always he's yeah. always there, giving those uh, those quick witted answers. Exactly, to, to the help I need. 
Yeah, no, and I was talking about a person because I think if we're familiar with someone in our life that, like, paints a picture of being in their presence and approaching them at any time of the day is just always good and it's welcomed and it's honored and they don't Mm – like they don't mind being with you or you nagging them 400 times a day or saying like, how do I do this thing at work? <laughs> so, Agreed. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the first step with prayer, I guess, is just understanding that it is this conversation that sometimes you won't always get something physically. You'll always get something in your soul from it. Um, but physically, I mean, in terms of trying to get a miracle or God, I haven't talked to you, but now I need you, that kind of thing. And that's kind of how I started my prayer life. I don't know about you, but anything about that for you? Yeah, I mean, prayer life for me, like going to Catholic school, was always like um, Hail Marys and and Glory Bees and mm-hmm. having prayer tests after memorize, like the uh, prayer after the rosary, the Fatima prayer, yeah. or as my rep kids disrespectfully call it, the Fatima prayer. Mm. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, but, um, I just always recalled it as that, like this memorization and I hate it test. Mm. So like prayer for me when I was younger was always like, like associated with that. Yeah. But coming to learn what it is, like what it, what it actually is, is like, oh, it's so much more than that. Like, it's so much more than just knowing the words, Yeah. right? Like formed prayers are great and they're awesome and they're in key parts of our faith but the words that are being said in those foreign prayers are like key Mm -hmm. like if you really look at the words it's like yo these really mean something more than just having to memorize it yeah so I think when I started looking at it that way and started looking at it more of like that whole idea of what prayer is the conversation aspect Mm -hmm. of like it's a conversation with God right a conversation with God and conversations like just looking at like conversations and what they are are um a talk you know talking and in order to have a conversation you have to have two people involved yeah so god's involved Mm. so like looking at it that he's there really opened my eyes and and formed my prayer life to what it is today that's awesome it's so true i had this one experience for myself where um my old boss at my job he was like a psych major he was always picking my head and making these really crazy discussions with me and it was good like we weren't at each other's neck it was just like devil's advocate from both of our sides he doesn't practice the faith and then I do and I just remember one time he came up to me and asked me something and right when he said it I crossed my arms like you know with like the tude and I was like oh and like in that moment like build up this resistance and he looked at me like sigh he was like oh and he's like uncross your arms and like pushed my arms down and was like don't cross them and it was like this moment in my head that clicked and it was like I already like tuned him out by putting my arms up in that moment and I built up this resistance I I put this like doubt or just physical I don't know I I was obvious I didn't want to have the conversation and then when he did that it was almost like your when your comment like God smacks you like put your arms down don't cross them and just hear what I have to say and have this conversation with me right now with no intention, no manipulation, no um, biasy, no, no, whatever preconceived notions. And that was the moment that it clicked in my head 
that the power we have when we approach prayer is that if we put that resistance up, we physically can't receive in our heart what God might be wanting to do or say or speak to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great. I think, like you said, those are the times like when you have your hands up in the fence, like I always think of back to like when like retreats, like how they're such a great uh, um, opportunity for prayer. Mm-hmm. And every time I always go on a retreat or lead a retreat, there's always that thing. What you put into it, you get out of it. Yeah. So what you put in your prayer, you get out of your prayer. So yeah, if you're going to have your hands crossed and be like, you know, mad that you have to you know talk to you know in prayer and you're gonna not want to listen and just be like going through the motions well yeah you're gonna get going through the motions out of it then yeah exactly and and then and then god will smack you (laughs) when you do that and he'll be like put your arms down just like your boss did and he'll smack you and then you'll be like oh okay god i get you now Mm -hmm. i get what you're trying to say amen and the biggest misconception and you work with high schoolers and teenagers too, is they think if they pray too much and this is universal humanity, humans think, well, if I pray too much, I'll just be this really holy person and I'll be weird and unappealing. And I've always understood holiness and you can chime in as this like receiving God's love. Like it's not that we're just these perfect human beings, but we make a point to receive his love and then what you see is what you get and what you see is us saying yes to his love right yeah i agree i think that's like spot on like um that receiving of of his love uh radiates through you Mm -hmm. like radiates through you and then when you pray um radiates through you even more every day and that's where i think my prayer life has come into like into key is like the days that I pray, it God's love radiates to to other people. Yeah. Like they're the days that I'm 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 the best. You know, they're the days that I am, you know, called to be better every day. Those are the days that I'm on top of like you know the best Kevin Kozanuski there is in the world at this moment. Mm. Are those days that I pray and like ceasingly pray? Like yeah, you know, uh, especially working with high schoolers, like you said, they think it's like you're a holy roller if you pray, 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 pray. But like you look at saints like Pope John Paul, who's, you know, you ever see pictures of him? He's, he's cool. I, at least I think <laughs> he is. Um, with his, like, you know, his beanie on and all that mm-hmm. and smoking his cigars. Yep. Um, I think he, uh, I think he like exemplifies that. Like he prayed so much. Like when you hear stories about him, I'm like reading this book now, um, the five loves of Pope John Paul by Jason Everett. Yeah. Um, and one of the parts is about his unceasingness to pray. Like he never stopped praying. He, the staff would wake up in the middle of the night and find him in the chapel praying wow. like three in the morning. Like it was just, it was second nature to him to pray mm-hmm. second nature to have that conversation with God. It wasn't something forced um, kind of like, you know, being forced to take the prayer test. It wasn't something that's forced. Yeah. So like, I always yeah. explain that to the teens, like prayer is not forced. Like prayer comes from your heart. Like speak, to God, like speak to him directly Mm. rather than have it be forced. If you can't pray and understand the amazing prayers our church has, well, guess what? God gave you a voice for a reason. You can have a conversation with him in that sense and pray to him. Amen. I think too, the other thing after being this holy roller, whatever that means is not seeing the beauty that a lot of us undergo 
these moments of like mental darkness throughout our day, whether it's a mood or something happens and it, it builds up anger in you or frustration, or all of a sudden you're just sinking into this sadness, but just that our mental darkness and these things that we just fight these insecurities all day in our head, the beauty of prayer that like we turn in our minds, in our head, in our conscience, in our heart to this love of God that is right within us. And if we just realize that the the remedy to overcoming this mental darkness or whatever we go through in our head that feels just wrong or hurt or upset, it's we can just turn to this spirit of love and all of a sudden be filled with this gratitude and sincerity and being known and seen by him in our distress. And I, if that's not good news, like, I don't know what is. Like, why, why is it still not appealing? <laughs> I think it's just a misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get it. People don't get it. Like, if they don't, if they don't know what it is, mm-hmm. then how are they supposed to understand it? Like, they don't know it. They don't yeah. see his love. They got to wipe the, you know, the crusties out of their <laughs> eyes and, uh, and, and, and truly see him. And he, We'll keep giving it to them like his love never 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 stops yeah. right and he's going to keep giving it to them it's just their decision if they're gonna you know actually wipe those nasty eye bookers out of their their eyes and, and oh see yeah it. so and with that there's also i mean on a physical standpoint again that's all mental but physically i think a lot of people have lost the art of even being social around others like, how many conversations do you have a day that you actually enjoy them? And they're not someone uh-huh. asking you for something or prying you or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. do we have to start on the physical level of, you know, being able to go up to someone and say, hey, how are you? And, like, listen to them. <laughs> I don't know. I think at the same time, though, like like people being so attached to their cell phones mm. now they they have the internal conversation with themselves so i think it helps i think it also helps like yeah it can it can it can uh, interfere with prayer but i think it also can help with prayer because like when you're on your phone and you're texting or you're you know deciding what you know tiktok video <laughs> you're gonna post i mean that's only um, you but it's fine <laughs> Well, me and, and, and your brother <laughs> and the, his whole squad. Um, but you, <laughs> you have that mental conversation with yourself, right? And prayer, a lot of times we're like, I don't hear God in prayer. Well, yeah, you do. You just, you just, you don't hear. Like you're not listening mm. to him. And that I think helps because you can have the mental conversation with yourself. You can have that mental prayer with yourself. I think it also, though, like you said, it can interfere, like social, you know, actually talking to God can, can, you know, talking out loud to God. Mm. Like, if you ever done that, like physically prayed out loud, like verbally prayed out loud, it's powerful. It's super powerful. I know, like, at our parish, we have an adoration chapel, uh-huh. and I'll go in there and get super comfortable and hide behind the camera so the staff doesn't see me. And they're like, why is this guy sitting on the floor <laughs> talking <laughs> in adoration? But I know when I do that, like, it's so, it's so, like, um, 
it, it's just chill. Like it's so amazing. Like wow. having that physical conversation with him, but yeah, it's important to have conversations face to face. I think that can, you know, improve your prayer life because you know what to say to God, you know, those social interactions when you have mm. them with other people, which, you know, in our world today may be missed, but I think uh, it can be, you know, improved upon. Yeah, totally. And I, I relax a lot too in the chapel. If I really want to pray and be real with Jesus, I'm just relaxing. Maybe my shoes are off. You just, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's a comfort thing that you can. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if you have stinky feet. <laughs> and he just wants you to be real with him. And that's the best part of it mm-hmm. is that you, you, you can sit before Jesus and have no, he has no expectation of you to be perfect. In fact, he knows you're perfect or imperfect. He knows you're not. <laughs> Let me say that again. He knows <laughs> you're imperfect and expects nothing of you to be perfect. He just wants to love you. And that love then transforms. Like you said, your whole being just radiates. Um, do you have any stories about a prayer experience that you felt was just top notch it's like a favorite memory of yours oh that's a good one i think i i do um when i was over in poland for all youth day we uh had gone twice uh, because i led um a group and we had gone twice to beforehand to see the divine mercy uh chapel and then the pope john paul shrine which Mm. is down literally down a goalie from the divine mercy chapel um and the first time I went I was like so intent on like learning where everything was and making sure you know I knew for when my group got there like what to do where to go you know what to say and to learn about you know the the physical buildings themselves and the things that are in them um and my friend was like yo chill and just listen to God in this Mm -hmm. moment God (laughs) um so when that was right before we walked into the Pope John Paul shrine and there's an adoration chapel and in the adoration chapel it has uh pope john paul's cassock from when he got wow. shot and it was like super super moving time it just made me understand like a god's mercy wow. and b forgiveness mm. like as a human being the forgiveness we can we can give and how that's nothing equal to god's mercy like how god will you know love us forever and ever but like how human beings are made in the image and likeness of God. And yeah, we can forgive. We can A, forgive and B, ask for forgiveness and become, you know, human and become and belittle ourselves to say, I want forgiveness. And I think that was a huge, huge thing in my life when I was praying there. Like, I still remember that to this day, like just looking at Jesus in adoration Mm -hmm. and then looking at this cassock right next to it. And you're just like, God, I, I, I'm not even like, I don't deserve wow. this, but thank, like I, you know, it was that like all inspiring love of God that you get from that moment yeah. and that realization, that epiphany mm. you get from that moment. And you're just like, mm. man, wow. And I always remember that, that time of prayer. Have, like constantly. What a great it. place and trip to experience that on already. Giving yourself yeah. that time to focus on God in a real way instead of just, you know, attending mass or doing your own reflection at home, which is essential because when we take time to prioritize these things and go away on World Youth Day or a retreat 
and we like make time for prayer because it's a priority it doesn't it always come natural you almost have to carve out time in your day to make room for it I mean we have choices of who we can text and talk to throughout the day and we almost have to take time to do that and it's the same thing with prayer so if you give yourself that openness and that time God's gonna work (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna get in yeah it's like exercise Mm. it's like exercise right you don't see results right away yeah God's working but you know, when you're lifting those weights, you don't get, you know, a six pack. I've been trying for years. I don't lift the weights. I'm not going to get them, Mm. but, um, it's like prayer. Like you got to prayer is a spiritual exercise, right? It's a spiritual conversation, but sometimes you got to keep at it. Yeah. You're going to miss days. Yeah. You're going to want to have, you know, days Mm -hmm. where you're just like, Oh my gosh, life is a whirlwind around me. Well, those are the days that I think God Mm. calls you the most to be like, just listen, I'm here. Like he's waiting for you. But I think those are the days, yeah, it's okay to slip. Like prayer is a constant, a constant thing that you have to work on. Like some days you may forget. Some days you may, you know, maybe at the end of the day and you're like, oh, I didn't pray. You know, I didn't say my morning prayers or, oh, I didn't yeah. say my, you know, my, my divine mercy chapel, whatever you're doing. You know, I didn't forgot mm-hmm. them. But I think like, it's okay. Like start off again. <laughs> it's like start starting the episode of the tv show that's part two and it's like this is what you miss and then you have to like catch up but god's like no we don't need to do that god <laughs> god's got you on live stream girl he knows everything <laughs> he'll listen to you though if you want to recap he'll, he'll he yeah. won't skip the intro we don't have that netflix skip intro button in our lives for him that's jesus like that's the encounter that's the love that's the friendship and the relationship we receive from him and then after that prayer is just it's almost I don't want to say addiction but you just go back to this source of pure love because it's it's what fuels you it's just it's great is there anything else you want to add to the conversation before we uh depart ways yeah keep praying um especially unceasingly you know just go to god just like I have the conversations with my mom throughout the day. I have those same conversations with God. Um, listen to him, because if you don't, he's going to smack you. <laughs> and if you don't listen after he smacks you, he's going to give you a nice backhand and smack you even harder so you listen to him. Amen. Kev, it's been a pleasure. I can't thank you enough. I'm sure I'll have you back on for a future episode. So thank you much. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs>